Continue with the Seder, we got up to Yachatz. Yachatz is the splitting of the matzah, okay? That's what we got up to. Um, and the way we do it is we split the matzah, that's the middle matzah that we split, but we don't take out the matzah from the cover. We actually keep the matzah inside of the cover, and then you break it into two pieces. And what you do is the larger piece uh, you keep for the Afikoman, and because that's an important mitzvah, and the smaller piece you leave in between the two matzahs. Uh, that's the way it's brought down that we do it. But then you have uh, a tradition that is brought down by the Rebbe's, by the Rebbe Rashab and the previous Rebbe, that they would take the afikomon, that smaller piece, that the the, bigger the, piece. the the bigger piece, they would take that piece, the larger one, and they'd break it into five pieces. It has some Kabbalic, Kabbalistic meaning. It's breaking sort of some of the representation that it represents that needs breaking. And to the extent that at one point, um, one of the pieces, it broke one time into six pieces. He didn't use that piece, he put it aside. So that's how significant it was to have that larger piece broken exactly into five pieces. What do they represent, like spirit or heart? No, no, they represent in the Kabbalah some of the sefirot, some of the um, elements that, 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 that with which Hashem leads the world and uh, uh, but that's beyond, uh, you know, our ability to ex- to explain over here. Um, now, what do you put the afikoman? Where do you put it? So, by our tradition, you put it in between two pillows. Uh, you have two pillows, uh, not on the bottom, uh, but because maybe putting it at the bottom would maybe be disrespectful for the mitzvah. So, if you have two pillows. Uh, you put it in between the two pillows, and um, uh, then you give it away. Well, I mean, how many people? Okay, so now in Chabad tradition, we don't uh, practice that you take the afikoman away, that you steal the afikoman. The Chabad tradition. You search for it. You don't have that. We don't. We don't do that because um, the Rebbe brings a, a point in the Haggadah. The Rebbe says that you know once you train somebody even for a joke stealing uh he quotes the Talmud it might get used to that idea taking something that doesn't belong to you even though to get the kids involved yes okay but you got to find other means rather than just pulling something away you know getting involved you have to eat it before later on but that's going to be at the end of the seder we're going to eat the afikoman but right then okay now uh that's the chabad tradition although even the Rebbe brings down that sometimes uh, they did grab, you know, by the Rebbe's house. It did happen, and uh, and then you know, and then they or they had to either look for it or they had to um, redeem it, like by promising a gift. And then yeah, don't you know, tell my uh, father-in-law that because he gives up cash. Okay. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Have uh, I think I'm joining your seder. Anyways, okay. Um, now then. Um, then we start doing after we um, uh, we, we 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 do that. Uh, then we go to the magid. Magid is, of course, we start doing the 
Hagada. Uh, so you, you do put it in between two pillows. We put it in between two pillows. But you don't have a That's the way we start off. We do this all, but uh, we do this all before uh, the meal. Before the meal, yeah. So you do okay. So you do. Um, uh, we do the, the karpas. We did kadesh urchatz, karpas. Then we do the yachatz. So those are the things that precede the hagada, and then we go to the magi. Then we start doing the hagada. In which, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to say the heilach ma'anya. We're going to do the declaration. So the hagada, it says. In many uh, Haggadahs, actually, even in the Alter Rebbe's Haggadah, it says that you actually raise the plate when you say, this is the poor bread that our fathers have eaten in the land of Egypt, anybody who is hungry and everybody who needs to make the Pesach. So you actually raise it. But in the uh, Rebbe's how meaning at the Rebbe's table, and usually that means that the same is by us, but it's just tradition, they don't raise the plate what they do is they just uncover some of the of the matzahs uh, and they say the way the Rebbe used to do it is he would uncover a little bit of all the three matzahs because if, don't forget we have three matzahs and now you have the 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 the, the smaller the the broken matzah the broken matzah sometimes it's stuck Inside, some people say that the Rebbe would sort of have it also facing the the full side, facing the outside. So when you uncover, he would you should see all three of them. Uh, again, that's that's what's brought down over here. Uh, yeah, I thought the Magid, the the kids are supposed to tell the story. As soon by the Manishtana, we ask them and then they say, you know. Oh, I thought the Exodus from Egypt. That comes later. During the whole during the whole seder, the kids are involved to the extent that you can involve them, right. of course. But then we also have these certain rituals and the right. certain order of the haggadah. What we do, and that all came down from the rabbis, not from yeah. the Torah. Well, actually, on 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 the night of uh, Pesach, it's an actually uh, Torah command uh, to relate the story. It 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 it. it it, it needs to be explained how does it differ because technically we are supposed to uh, we're supposed to remember the exit every day but over here we have a special command that we must teach our sons and we talk about the four sons and the Torah repeats it four different times and four different ways so it, it's more elaborate and it's more and it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's as a response and it's to the children it's to the in other words even though every day of the year one should always mention Egypt twice a day, actually we mention it in the morning and the night time, that's why we do it in the Shema. You say by Yomer, the last piece, that talks about the exodus of Egypt. That's why we say that piece, both in the morning and in the afternoon, in the evening, in the night, in the Mariv. <coughs> but it also has special significance on the night of Passover, in which there is the whole big to-do about it, not just... But that's from a Torah command. Um, now, let's just, uh, and then there's the issue, why don't we make a blessing, if this is a Torah command, why don't we make a blessing on that, and you know, it's like saying, you don't make a blessing for a blessing, uh, you, 
Now, like when you're doing, when you're saying a blessing before you do a mitzvah, you're doing a mitzvah in Rabbanan to say a blessing. So you're not going to make a blessing, oh, because we're making a blessing. You know, it's just, uh, uh, so the whole Haggad is a blessing, so we don't make a blessing to say the blessing. Well, that's another issue. There is a Shechiano, though, isn't there? Yeah, the Shechiano is for the holiday itself, and that includes right, everything. Right. Yes, that's correct. Um, now, um, the, uh, in the writings of the Rizal, it says the Haggadah should be said with joy, with a loud voice, and um, the uh, previous Rebbe uh, would actually say it in, 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 in such a way, um, and uh, when the Friedrich Rebbe could not say it no longer physically, uh, he had somebody else say it in a loud voice. So it looks like it, if there is a, um, you know, a family sitting together or a company group sitting together, there's usually a leader who leads out loud, who would say it and it finish all the words. Some people have the tradition that everybody gets the chance to say it out loud, gets to be the chazan for one piece or for two pieces. So that why you can give everybody involved. Various different ways, but it Does seems like... in New York have a huge seder? Not a huge, but yeah, uh, it would be a lot of people wanted to be there. But yeah, the seder invite, itself was no. Well, they would come just at the end. You know, people would do their own seder, and they would come to listen to the Rebbe seder, see what's going on. But you couldn't get in so easily. But that was a whole nother. Yeah. Uh, I remember, um, you know, uh, when I was old enough, when I was old enough to go, and my parents didn't let me go when I was young, really young. When I was old enough to go. We. Um, uh, we stand by the door waiting for eternity to let us in. You know, the Rebbitson or somebody there would have pity on the Bokram that came. And I remember that um, we were standing and waiting over there. And um, and the door didn't open for a while. And I figured with somebody else, we'd go through the back door. There was a back entrance. And we stood over there. And of course, we couldn't get in there. And while we were away, they opened the door. So I missed out on that, on that one opportunity. But anyways, um, now there's also... Uh, the spelling, most of the people use the spelling, they say right? But we say is hey lachmanya, right? We say it with a with a tzedek. So we say hey lachmanya. Now hey and ha don't mean exactly the same thing. Hey means uh, hey, hey means uh, uh, behold, but Ha means this is, this is ha. This is the poor bread, and you know again, even though we're saying this is the poor bread, but we still use the language of hey because in the Torah, the word hey is used like hey lochem zera, uh, uh, behold here is for you, uh, but not this is, but the word ha. But we still say hey, but we say hey lachma anya. This is the poor bread. Now, of course, this isn't the poor bread. Uh, because the poor bread is gone many years ago, right? It's it, it's it's gone. But this maybe we're using the the language of the verse because the verse actually states that you should show your children the bread that you have ate in the land of Egypt. So we are saying that this is the bread, as Rabbi explains in the Haggadah. Do you have your own Haggadah? Has yeah, a yeah, and it's a, it's a very actually very good Haggadah. There's many Haggadahs, but there's a lot with the Rebbe's commentaries, Rebbe's interpretation, and this is something we should consider, you know, getting for Yontu. There's also one from Rabbi who wrote the uh, commentary on the on the Chumash, uh, Rabbi Miller, 
not to confuse the Rabbi, local Rabbi Miller, but the Rabbi Miller, and he wrote the um, he wrote uh, the Rebbe's commentary. It's a very popular. We have it in the shul here. It's called Kol Menachem. It's called, and uh, he also wrote that Rebbe's Hagod on that. It's, it's, it's easy to read, and he brings down others also. But there's various different interesting things. Is uh, probably the Agoda, as the name Hagoda has been most expounded in most commentaries and most interpretation throughout the centuries. Um, we don't stand up to say Helachma. We do it once. We don't say it more, and we sit. And then there's an interesting thing about, we say two times, Lashona Habo, in that sentence, uh, Lashona Habo. So the first time you do Lashona Habo, which means the past, the year, has, the year that has come, and the second time we say Lashona Habo, which means the year that is coming, that is coming, that is coming, not yet here. And uh, as the Rabbi explains, uh, we went through it separately, that... Uh, why this different change exactly? Uh, now, um, what happens after you finish saying "Hey Lachmanya," which you, uh, 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 you know, said the prayer? So um, you 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 move the plate a little bit to the side, and he says that Rebbe just moved it a little bit, not a lot, and then you go ahead and you uh, pour the um, you pour the new uh, the new cup of wine we're going to pour the cup of wine um, the matzahs stayed open you know because we opened them before they stayed open only later on uh, will we cover them we'll see when we raise the cup we cover the matzah um, the um, the cup you know whenever you use a cup of wine you have to rinse the cup and you have to wipe it down uh, before pouring, but not the same cup that you've used. Once you've used the cup before, it still stays. The one that you use for Kiddush can really be continue to use uh, it because you already did the rinsing off before you started Kiddush and you're just making another so you cup. Keep your same cup. You can keep your same cup and you don't have to rinse it or wash it out. And um, also the way um, uh, we'll do, we'll do then, then, then we go to the Manishtana. And of course, this is the main part, you know, to educate the children beforehand. And you start with the youngest children. Um, now, boys, girls, uh, if you don't have any sons, it starts off with the son because the Torah says, Banim, talks about the sons, doesn't talk about the daughters. But same thing is true that if start with the sons and the daughters if there is no son it says if the daughter would ask what happens if there is no children altogether then the wife would ask if a person doesn't have a wife then he asks himself you know so there's no you gotta there's have to you have to ask the questions regardless is something about the anything in there about the youngest has to do it or that's not really a custom yeah, that's you know we, 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 we do it that way. One can argue um, that you should, you know, start from the older and the but the youngest actually um, is most chance. You know, they fall asleep, they wait, they're anxious, and they're probably the cutest thing. So I don't know. I guess that's the way it's done. But in the tradition, it's not brought down. It doesn't say here. So that's just I guess anybody's guess. And you know, especially the Manishtana, Even if you do the other things in. In, uh, in 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 Hebrew in Lashon Kodesh, but um, 
the Manashtana needs to be done in a language that the kids understand it. So if they understand English, it's done English. Here it says, you know, you do it in, in, in Yiddish. And the Rebbe's house did it in Yiddish. That was the language they spoke. They did it in Yiddish. Uh, and the Rebbe has specific how to say it, you know, like says the first question is, you know, why we do this, and uh, this time we do it two times, once, uh, once, and you, so you follow the actually version, the way it's said in Yiddish, even if you're doing it in English or in French or in any other language, in Russian or another language that you do it in, but you follow that same level. But the most important thing is the piece that the children ask, they should really be familiar what they're saying because it's their questions. The one who reads it should know what they're saying. And then when we come to the uh, Vihisha Amda, which is a special thanks to Hashem, and we want to say that on a cup, we want to give Hashem praise on a cup because of that special peace that God has protected us all the time. We don't keep the cup in our hand, but we know there's sort of a little competition going on between the matzah and the wine, because we make Kiddush and wine, but bread is the main staple of the meal, so we don't want to insult anybody. Can you imagine? Even the matzahs, and I think we do things in they a... Feelings. They, they have feelings. We don't want to hurt them, and we don't want to make sure that we're respectful. So what we do is, we actually cover the matzahs uh, first, and after you cover the matzahs, then you're going to raise the cup, so you don't want to insult the matzah. The matzah is going to say, what am I? Uh, chopped liver. <laughs> chopped liver. You know, I mean, just that. So you cover them up first, make them feel comfortable. So now they don't see what's going on. And then you go ahead and you pick up the cup. Do you stand at all? You no. Oh, so this is what we're saying. No, you don't have to stand. We don't actually stand at all during the whole Kiddush. piece. Not only by Kiddush, but Bihishamda is said while you're sitting. And... Um, what happens is, you know, you hold the cup. The Rebbe would wait till the leader, who really, he wouldn't put down his cup back on the table until the one who's leading the Haggadah would finish that piece. So he kept the, he holding it in his hand until they finished it. And who leads it? The most senior they had, uh, well, I'm not sure, most senior person, but probably maybe somebody with a good voice and maybe somebody with. But like at your house, I mean, it's you, right? Um, I try not to do it. I try to give it to my uh, son-in-laws. I try to give one each night, uh, one of them one night, one of the oh, other really? night. Um, sometimes, you know, I do what nobody else wants to do, so I'm always a backup. Like when there's nobody to read the Torah, I'll read it. When there's nobody to dance, I'll dance, you know. I, <laughs> but at this point, you know, I prefer giving somebody else a chance and uh, and sitting by and enjoying the grandchildren, you know. Right. <laughs> and right. The children, so. Yeah, well, that has thought. stood by. The he, that promise that Hashem promised us that He's going to protect us is what stood us by. That in every generation, while they were trying to do us bad, Hashem protected us all, the, all along. Okay, we got 10 more minutes here. Let's go finish it. Let's try to see what we can do now. Um, now let's talk about uh, the. Um, Apparently, it doesn't say here that we're going to uncover the matzah again. At this point, you know, the matzah stays stays covered, and the wine is put down. You finish the cup, you put it down. We'll see. We'll get back to the matzah a little bit later. Uh, 
when we're going to do a further piece, we're going to take the matz in our hand, actually, as we go further. So then we have, we come to the pouring of the cup. So, again, in the tradition in a lot of places, they use the finger to put in and uh, the finger. And uh, um, we, we, we use the actual cup. We don't do that. And for the plagues, you mean? For the plagues, yeah. So we use that cup. Now, we actually do, we actually do uh, the ten plagues, and then there's abbreviation of the ten plagues, uh, the Tzachadash Bacha, which is three times, and there's also Dam Vaish Vitimros Ashan, which is also, so it's a total of 16 times. Three, ten, and three, that's in the order of the uh, of the Makos, and um, um, in the Rebbe's house, very careful, because these are Significance, I guess, to us, you know, it's like maybe we don't realize the power that we're doing, that we're giving the plagues to the the Egyptians. It's spiritually, it's doing a lot of uh, you know damage to the evil forces in the world, even today. So, but in the Rebbe's house, they would make sure not to pour uh, the 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 wine on a dish that is on the table. But uh, they had the dish, they said they had it actually on the ground, on the floor. They used to take it and uh, that it was on the floor, not on the, on, the, uh, on the table. I mean, I guess it should be quite of a bigger, a bigger plate or else you're going to get a big mess on the floor. But maybe if you have like a bowl that is broken, you put it underneath. Now, Why not? Because you don't want to give it honor by putting it on the table or something? Yeah, because it it does say to reuse a broken vessel, it has significance. Yeah, you don't want to, it's it's plagues. Plagues don't belong on the table. Plagues belong on the floor, you know. Uh, And um, also, not to pass it over the table, you know, like the the, the, the plate that was has plagues in it. Don't pass it over the table. Everybody gets their own bowl. Oh, that's what it said before when you prepare. Everybody should get their own bowl, but that would be kind of messy. I don't know. And by us, what we do is we, we pass it around, but, you know, we don't have to pass it around on the table. You go pass it around the people. You know, oh, you what we do, in. yeah. What we, did, what we used to do is, and that's not the way it says here, but what we used to do is, we used to pour it ourselves into a dish, into our into our plate that's underneath our little plate, and then we would take it from there and pour it into the other, into the broken dish. But here it says you should do it directly. That's the way it's done. Um, now, once you're done with the plagues, your cup is already missing a little bit. So you got to refill it. Uh, and Rebbe would fill it till it flows over and like three times make sure that it's gets it's full, full, full. Um, then we come to the Dayenus. The Dayenus, um, there are actually 14 of them. Um, they should really be said in one sort of continuous, one continuous things, because they're like I was saying, if not, if not, if not. And it says not to really interrupt with interpretations in the explaining only in the beginning or the end, just to keep them all uh, in one sequence. You can um, sing them, can't you? Yeah, absolutely. A song. Yeah, yeah. You know the song, the Dayenu, and you know how the story about the Dayenu who, who, um, who stole the king's, um, and he blamed it on the Jew. He stole the jewelry and he blamed it on the Jew. And then the uh, king uh, came to see what's going on. He put him, went to see how he's celebrating the Pesach. 
and they all said Dayenu, that was the name of his uh, anti-Semitic uh, uh, employer who blamed the Jew for it, and then he said Dayenu, he knew exactly. He says, who did it? He, he didn't understand, he said, they're always saying, Ilu, Ilu, Dayenu, Dayenu, and his name was Dayenu, and he got, he got what he deserved. Uh, then we have the piece of Rebbe Gamliel, and when we're saying that you must say all these things in front of uh, you have to have matzah morer. So um, when you say, he says, whoever didn't say these things and uh, haven't done matzah morer, the Rebbe would look at those particular items on the plate. And um, then it says, when you do the matzah zoo, this, this matzah, you hold on to the matzah. So the matzahs that they held on to was the second and the third one uh, through the cloth. Uh, because not the not the top one. It was just the bottom, the middle, and bottom one. And they kept it until they came to the next. I'll show them why do we use the mortar? Because they said the mortar is there. And the Rebbe would put both of his hands on the mortar and the korach, uh, the both mortars, the mortar for the mortar and the mortar for the korach. Uh, and until the next al shum and um and then but the i guess the matzah stayed open once you were holding on it was uncovered and before you do the next lefikach you have to um open up no i so i i stand corrected before after he said the shamda it says clearly that you put the cup down and you reveal the bread again. Because we have to understand the whole Haggadah is on the matzah, is on the matzah. So you, the matzah needs to be open all the time. Only time that the matzah is not open is when you pick up the cup. So now when we're going to pick up the cup again, by the end of the Haggadah, when we come to the Lefikoch, you see, it's going to be, Lefikoch is when you start the end of the Haggadah, you raise, you pick up the cup over there, so then you will cover again the matzah, and then you pick up the kos, and then you say that one paragraph till the neymar lefon of halalukah, and then you put the cup back down on the table, and then you do two chapters of the halal, the first two chapters of the halal, and then you raise it again for the blessing of Asher Go'olonu. And of course, there's no blessing of halal that you do on the Seder, and you don't have to stand up like we stand up by halal, uh, and we do it in a way of leaning, in a, in a way of cheres, not leaning, but in a way of freedom, so no we don't have to... Why no blessing? What? Uh, no blessing because it's part of the Seder? Part of the Seder, and it's interesting, I mentioned before that in Chabad, and, or in the Minag Svard, we do actually the halal on Marif, we do the entire halal, and over there we will make a bracha. We will make a bracha on the halal that we do before, but we don't make a bracha for the halal that we do during the Seder. Now, the Rebbe would also, as mentioned yesterday too, the Rebbe would also, with the pieces that are in the uh, Haggadah, the Rebbe would actually say those pieces. In other words, the piece with the instruction, as if it's part of the Seder, it's not just instructions to know what to do, but it actually say them. But we had a problem when he was supposed to wash, you're not supposed to talk. talk. So when it came to before the piece of Rochza, so the Rebbe, but the Rebbe would say it in an undertone, he would say 
the entire pieces of Rokhtza and Motzi, Matzah, Maror, and Korach, because technically one should not interrupt as in Shekhanarach, because that's all one, all the process that we did, so the Rebbe wouldn't read that in the middle, he did it on the, at that point. Now, how do we wash our hands? Just just go through this regular Netilas Yadayim. Now we're going to wash our hands for the meal. So, first you check, make sure that your hands are clean, because if you need the water, you can't have any any chatzitza, you can't have anything. So you got to make sure you have clean cell. Then, you take a full cup of water in your right hand, and you give it over to your left hand and you're careful that your hands should not get wet and therefore we hold it with a towel because it might become tummy again not going to go through all the details now so you hold it in a towel and uh, this is actually a custom we do it all the time and this is even it says even women should do it that way use a towel all the time every time every time all the time we wash your hands so what you do is you do three consecutive times okay and then uh, you do it on the right hand and then you do three times consecutive on the left hand and you leave a little bit of water uh, you leave a little bit of water on your uh, on your hand, which you use later on to uh, you know to, to wipe your hand, and then you make the bracha. But 